and rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love the lane. Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with, I don't even need to call you my guest caddy, because you seem to be just loving, loving this place here in the radio show. Kay McMahon from Golf 8.5, PGA Hall of Famer. Uh, Are you glad you moved down here and and are enjoying this cold weather for the winter, Kay? Well, I think I brought the cold weather with with me. Everyone seems to be blaming me, but it's a pleasure being here, sitting with amazing, amazing Holly G. Well, um, we're going to talk a little bit about your program, as we have been the last uh, few weeks, because you've... um, you know, you you decided to create a headquarters here in the Orlando area, which is fantastic. And uh, I just got back from the Big Apple, spent a little time up there for for my birthday over the weekend, and got to see some snow. Uh, went to see the amazing Chelsea Piers Sports Complex, which uh, of course has one of the had one of the first you know indoor outdoor four decker driving ranges, looking right over the river there and in Manhattan, lower Manhattan, and um, just a really, really fun time uh, in the city. And they they got a fair amount of snow. And my Buffalo Bills playing in, in six inches of snow there, Chris. What do you think? Big win in overtime. That game was so ugly to watch, but it was so much fun at the same time. I love watching snow games. I I know, and I, I wish I had been there. It was, uh, you know, it's old school, old school watching that kind of football. I couldn't even see their shoes. I mean, it was an amazing thing. I you got to love a- when a 7-7 game goes into overtime for the big win. But we squeaked by, and uh, we're hanging in there as a possibility for a you know, wild card spot in the playoffs. I'm digressing here into football. We, hey, it's that time of year. Um, you know, we're kind of slowing down. We've got one more show next week, which is going to be our Christmas show. And, um, you know, we're super excited about that. So you're going to want to tune in. We're going to be doing our Christmas giveaways. And, uh, Kay, we spent a little time out at Deer Island earlier this week. We we definitely did do Deer Island. And um, since I just arrived back in uh, or just arrived in Florida, I saw my very first alligator out there. Those little two eyeballs popping at me. So I just kept going, going didn't look for any balls in the water. But it's a great, great golf course. Uh, great price. Uh, if you haven't been out there, it's well worth a trip. Uh, great new manager. Larry is just a delight, and he welcomes every guest and talks about every single shot out there. Yeah, he's originally from uh, Wisconsin, right? Wis- I- Wisconsin boy. Larry Wetzel doing a fantastic job out at Deer Island, and it is. It's in my neck of the woods, Mount Dora. 
and um, they've you know put uh, just a whole bunch of money in upgrading the golf course and. Uh, it's it's really there's so much water and beautiful views and uh, it sits right out on a little peninsula in, in Lake Dora. There you can look across and see the village of Mount Dora. Uh, it's about a thirty five forty minute drive from anywhere in Orlando, and it's it's definitely it's worth the trip. It's a unique layout and uh, a lot of fun. We had a good time. We had a great time. Um, we we actually didn't lose that many golf balls. Uh, you hit some pretty good shots. I hit some pretty good shots, but we don't seem to hit them as far as we used to. But uh, somehow we, we had a great time. So it, it was it was a delight uh, doing that. We did a couple little golf lessons out there before we got started. And uh, as you said, Larry, the host out there, the general manager, is doing just a great job. And it's just almost a treat to go out there and hear some of his golf stories, too. And you need to, if you do get out there, ask Larry what his low round ever was. And he has a great story about that. But he is from Wisconsin, my neck of the woods up in the Midwest where I come from, Minneapolis. So uh, he's loving being down here, too. And he's got his alligator stories also. Um, so we, we are, we're going to go to one of our favorite golf insiders right now. He's been awful busy. Uh, it was sort of an interesting um, uh, situation that occurred at the LPGA qualifying school, which just wrapped up uh, the week before last uh, and um, sort of an interesting, you know, uh, situation with with a, a, a college student, was it, Kay? That- Co- college student on the 90th hole, which is a long place, a long place to be, uh, had to birdie the last hole to get her card for the LPGA Tour. So it's always a long road to the LPGA, but she three-putted. Mary so- McCrary? Maddie McCrary? Maddie McCrary. Maddie McCrary. So um, she then could qualify for conditional status. Uh, but she had to decide right there on the spot. She had three groups to go, so she had 30 minutes to whether to stay uh, for the last semester uh, at Oklahoma State or to turn professional. And her parents were there, and she got tearful and trying to decide if she should go back to school or turn professional. And her first trip would be, I think, to Australia. So um, it, it was very emotional. I think she was very tearful, and, and I think she did decide to turn professional. But it's a tough decision of which road to take. Well, uh, we know a, a man that does a lot of coaching in that regard with these young players uh, in terms of getting them mentally prepared for their next step in their golf careers. Dr. Bob Winters is on the line to talk about the mental side and what some of these players, you know, really some agonizing decisions as they, as they may make these decisions. Dr. Bob. Hi, Holly. Hey, you know, nice to be on the show. Yeah, it's an interesting situation here with Maddie. And I don't know really what, you know, your feelings are on all of this. But as I always tell all of my players, especially my lady players going into LPGA Tour School, uh, as amateurs, uh, you know the job is dangerous when you take it. What that means is you know exactly what you're really sort of putting on the line here. Uh, A lot of times I think, you know, a lot of young players are just kind of testing the waters to see exactly really where their game is. Uh, obviously, Maddie has won, you know, the Texas Open earlier that summer, has been an all-12, all-conference player. I mean, she's just a tremendous talent for the Cowboys, you know, uh, women's golf team. And so now she comes, you know, to this situation where, okay, uh, are you, you know, are you going to turn pro or are you going to stay in school? And, you know, for me, uh, I, I think this is sort of a no-brainer. Uh, if you're a senior, if you've got a chance to play your – final senior year, your final senior semester, 
on and have the NCAA championship that your home course is hosting, this is a no-brainer. Uh, you know, you, you, you will have plenty of time to turn professional. Obviously, everybody wants to have that golden goose right there. But, you know, she has turned professional. She probably will go to Australia. You know, we wish her a, a lot of great luck. But I just think there's something to be learned in college. And I think for a lot of young players, and I'm talking now mostly for a lot of what I call the Western Hemisphere type players, not so much, you know, for the Eastern, the Asians, they have kind of a different, you know, view on everything uh, as far as college, as far as turning professional. But I, I would really sort of say, hey, listen, let's stay the, the course. Let's stay committed to being in school. Let's stay committed to our college coaches. Obviously, I was a college coach at the University of Virginia men's golf team for many, many years. And that's one thing we wanted to do. We wanted to, to nurture players, to develop players, to get them ready so when they graduated from school, they would have their college degree. Plus, they would also have a lot of experience under their belt before they actually went out to play professional golf. Because i got to tell you, the LPGA Tour, the Symmetra Tour, it's, it's a dogfight out there. It's really tough. These girls are not just good. These girls are really great. And you, you've got to have some uh, pretty big-time game to jump into those shark-infested waters. Well, we so know that, the, that's my feeling about it. Yeah, the LPGA headquarters uh, right in our backyard here in Daytona Beach, Florida, which is also uh, where the Q School takes place. And apparently now, uh, you know, the, the LPGA certainly been through some different speed bumps this year between the, you know, some of the, the rules hiccups. And now, uh, you know, we have a situation like this. They're, they're going back to the drawing board uh, to overhaul the final stage of the Q School in 2018. And, uh, you know, I think are probably going to be reviewing this. Um, I I think they're in talks to allow the amateurs to defer their LPGA membership until the college season ends versus having this on-the-spot decision-making, which, you know, really creates a tough situation. Yeah, I just just think that's a common-sense rule. As we've just had, you know, this video replay rule, I think it's a, a rule that's actually, you know, been called for. And so I think, you know, we need to actually start using a little bit more common sense and a little bit more insight, a little bit more foresight and say, hey, listen, this is really what is best for you as a player going forward. Everyone wants to get that card. They do. And they're thinking, "Mm, should I take it now or should I wait? You know, maybe I should. So, you know, patience is a virtue. And I always say patience is confidence waiting to happen, Holly. So, uh, this is one of the things, you know, I would have told, you know, Maddie, I would have said, hey, listen, I don't know why you want to go to Q school now, especially when you've got your senior year. Uh, but, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Uh, we can't, you know, cry over the spilt milk. So here she does. She has conditional LPGA status. And uh, God bless her. I hope she does unbelievably well. And she probably will because she is really a great player. So uh, hopefully we can all learn from these sort of examples and kind of learn from it and uh, get a little bit more intellectual insight and uh, feel better about our decisions that we make when we go forward. That's a big job, you know, that I do trying to help all players look at all your different options. But know that, listen, you're going to be professional for a long time and you only have this X amount of time to be, you know, a college player. Plus, I think what everybody forgets, when you're in college, a big-time program like the Oklahoma State University Cowboys, 
men's and women's team or any of the big Division One teams. You know, you've got places to play. You've got equipment. You've got uniforms. You're traveling. Everything is done for you. Enjoy that while you're there. <laughs> Enjoy that because when you turn pro, boy, I'll tell you what, a lot of that open checkbook, you know, slams shut. And you have to kind of, you know, figure out a lot of this stuff for yourself. And not everybody, you know, is an All-American. Not everyone has all, you know, the equipment sponsors and clothing manufacturers beating a, a, a track down your door. So it's, it's just something to consider. And that's sort of really my view on this. Dr. Ned, talking to Dr. Bob Winters, our favorite mental golf coach based out of David Ledbetter. Kay, you had a... Question? Well, I have to uh, talk a little bit about the LPGA, and since I went to nine qualifying schools way back when, I think I have to give it to them that they take a look at it every year, and it's definitely changed since I went to qualifying schools, and they have adapted it to the amount of players that are coming out of colleges and adapting it each year. So, again, they're taking a look at some of the, the difficult situations. Would you agree? Oh, I, I would. I would think so. You know, okay, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, but my whole thing about, you know, qualifying, and I've been, you know, to PGA qualifying school, champions qualifying school. I, I'm sort of, you know, I hate to say the old school, but I kind of have the feeling that if you've got the game and you can qualify, wow, I mean, we've got so many different stages of trying to qualify for these different tours. And the reason being because we have a glut of great, great players. And we're, we're almost overtaxing the system that we have. But I think uh, the LPGA, you know, has done a nice job, of, you know, modifying it over the years. Obviously, the LPGA has one heck of a great product. They've got, you know, great people. They've got great tournaments. They've got unbelievable players. Uh, and they're creating a, a lot of great you know, media exposure for the probably some of the, the best you know, collection and deep players that the LPGA has ever had in their history. And I think it's because we have great junior golf programs like, you know, you and I have actually created for years. These people have come up, you know, the rank and file. And by the time they get 14, 15, most of these young girls and, and boys are grizzled veterans. They've been traveling all around the country. And now, you know, the Division One, Two, and Three schools are looking at them and they're playing a lot of college golf. So by the time they get ready to play, you know, uh, professional golf, I think pretty much they're ready and they're ready to come out and start winning. So I, I think kudos to, to all the different associations that everybody's trying to make it as good and as equal and as fair as possible for everyone. But, you know, along the way, we have a few people that fall through the cracks and, and, and that's how we learn. And that's, that's the whole point. You have kind of a crisis situation. You got a tough situation. You learn from it, you grow from it, you improve upon it, and you move forward. That's, that's really what life and the growth model is all about. Absolutely, Dr. Bob. So if we've got any of, of our listeners who may have a, an aspiring junior player in their, in their family that you know, wants to get to the next level, how do they reach out to you to, uh, to you know, talk to Dr. Bob Winters? Well, it's pretty easy. They can go to my website, drbobwinters.com, drbobwinters.com. They could go out to davidledbetter.com and find me out there. Or they could Google Dr. Bob Winters, and there's a lot of different ways that you can get a hold of me. But I'm always, always um, ready to entertain new talent, uh, to help you know players of all 
talent levels grow and maximize, you know, their inherent abilities. So that's really what we do as educators and those of us who what we call have positive psychology and utilize the growth model because I'll tell you what, it's such a great game. And we're trying to grow the game, and we will do it at the, the grassroots level. And I'll tell you what, the sooner they can get mental, physical, and emotional training, the better they're going to be, and they'll enjoy the game the rest of their life. Amen to that, Dr. Bob. I couldn't, uh, that, you nailed it right on, right, 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 right on the head there, my friend. Absolutely. And um, we hope you have a terrific holiday season. Um, it's always great to spend time with you. Hopefully you're going to be able to, you know, take a little time off and enjoy the holidays. Well, I'll tell you what, thank you, Holly, and, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and Kay. And I'll tell you what, the only Christmas gift I want to make sure everybody has is that this next year, I hope that they find all of their golf balls at the bottom of the cup. Okay? <laughs> everybody have a Merry Christmas out there. All right, Dr. Bob, thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. We've got more golf talk. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G. Along with LPGA Hall of Famer, creator of Golf 8.5, the simplest way to a perfect golf swing. Kay McMahon in the house tonight. Always great to have you. And, um, you know, welcome to Florida. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, We're going to be launching our Golf 8.5 workshops and doing all kinds of things. And we're going to make a lot more golfers. We're growing golfers down here. Um, So there was some news this past week um, in the world of golf, Steve Stricker and uh, Sean O'Hare won the QBE shootout, formerly known as the Shark Shootout. Uh, interestingly, Greg Norman had some comments about uh, Tiger Woods over the weekend down in Naples at Tiburon Golf Club. And uh, we're going to go to one of our favorites, Gary Van Sickle from the Morning Read and formerly with Sports Illustrated and our esteemed president of the Golf Writers Association of America to check in with him on a few of the um, breaking news topics of the week. Hello, Gary. Hello. I know Kay's happy to be in Orlando, but I know since she's from Minnesota, I know she'd much rather be in Pittsburgh right now where... It's about 18 degrees, and it was windy, and we're about to get a couple inches of snow. So I know she, I know she'd rather be here. I'd rather be much. Blood. I'd rather be much closer to you. You're right. You're right. So, what do you think about um, about Greg's uh, comments on uh, Mr. Tiger Woods over the weekend? Well, I hate to admit that I did. I missed him because I was at Web.com Q School in Phoenix, and. I didn't have time to go online. I was following my son around for four days. We came up a little short. He made an incredible rally, but ah. it doesn't matter. We came up short. So well, I, I missed uh, what Greg's latest comment was. So you, you're going to have to tell me. Well, I, you know, I, I think um, he's, you know, not, as, as we know, uh, Greg, not easily to drink anybody's Kool-Aid too quickly. But, um, 
you know, think it's a long road before, you know, Tiger is going to be competitive. And, um, you know, uh, I'm sort of not surprised coming from Greg. Yeah, well, yeah, he and Greg Norman and Tiger have never, you know, Tiger Woods supplanted Greg as the game's reigning superstar. Uh, You know, he and Faldo kind of conspired whatever to replace Greg. You know, mainly Tiger replaced everybody. But, yeah, they've never been uh, real friendly. Uh, I don't think Tiger respected Greg. And I I think Greg was one of those guys who thought he was, Tiger was going to be some, you know, there are a lot of guys who thought Tiger was just some hotshot from college who, was going to come on the tour and get schooled, and that didn't work out that way. So he's never been in the fan book. But I think that's the thing about Tiger. We all got to see it. You know, it's great that he, uh, you know, finished middle of the pack of an 18-man golf outing, which half the players in the field probably hadn't touched their clubs for a month. Uh, It's great that he's playing golf. It's great that he's not in pain. Is he going to be competitive in in tournaments? Uh, that's a different story. I, I remember when Paul Aizner came back from uh, lymphoma and all that, and you know he got his he got a swing back, but that one thing he he never felt the same again was he said I never got that that score ability, which isn't really a word, but he made it a word that you know the ability to get up and down from anywhere that you know maybe it's from the reps, maybe it's from all the time you put in, but just that I don't know that knowledge that you can get up and down from anywhere. And Tiger was at his best, was as, as good as anybody at that ever was. So is he going to be able to practice enough to get back to where he was? I mean, I think that's the big question. Can his back withstand the reps, not only hitting balls on the range, but all the flop shots and the chips and everything, and standing over the putts? I mean, does he still want it, does he still want it that much, and will his body let him? Well, to do it that much. if you had been uh, participating in the Hurricane Harvey Relief Pro-Am in Houston on Monday, you would have been able to uh, bid on a private golf lesson with Tiger Woods, which was auctioned off for $210,000, Mr. Van Sickle. Uh, pretty good stuff there, and over a million dollars raised for uh, the continuing relief efforts in Houston. That's that's pretty funny because every every guy uh, who's ever played in a pro am and had Tiger Woods as a pro pretty much has the same comment. Like Tiger never said two words to any of them the whole eighteen holes. Yeah, that was so that's I worth every dime you spend. Of, yeah, I don't know what kind of lesson Tiger's going to be giving this guy. So I hope it's not the classic PGA Tour lesson, which is here, just do this, and then they hit a ball. Uh, you know, Kay knows what I'm talking about. I, I know exactly. Our players, they may not be teachers. No, you're exactly right. They say, just do it this way. That's a classic line. This this way and that way. Um, Yeah, well, if I was coordinated, I would do it that way. But (laughs) a lot of us aren't, you know, a lot of – what's Tiger Woods going to tell an 18 handicapper? He's never even thought once about uh, the kind of issues that an 18 handicapper swing might might face. I mean, he's talking to a guy who's probably, you know – 50 years old, way overweight, out of shape, maybe was never even athletic. What's, what, what's Tiger Woods going to know about how that guy swings? Now, the guy gets to spend half an hour with Tiger or 20 minutes. That might be worth it, but um, it, it's it's just funny that of all people to be giving a golf lesson, I thought that Tiger Woods being that guy, the Tiger Woods who spiffs his pro-am partners uh, quite often. I mean, I, I talked to them. It used to be you try to get a story from those guys back in the early days when you're digging for, you know, and they all like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't talk to us. Well, yeah, 
You know why? He's getting ready for a tournament. You know, it's pro-am fun for you, but practice run was serious for him. So, I mean, I don't begrudge him that at all. And I don't mean to sound like I'm ripping him saying he didn't, but, you know, he, he had a pro-am days aren't for everybody. Not everybody can be Mr. Jolly. And Tiger was on a mission to get ready. And so that's how he did it. Meanwhile, in other breaking news regarding the rules, uh, the local TV viewer at home is now on the bench. They'll no longer be taking viewers' calls during tournaments to uh, the USGA and the RNA have agreed on this and the local rule effective uh, January 1st. Your thoughts on that? Well, you know, do I... Do we at least get, like, a red flag that we could challenge, a challenge a ruling? You know, I don't want to sound like a know-it-all, but I said 20 years ago, why aren't they watch? why doesn't the, every tournament have a guy watching the telecast? Because that's what these rules people are. You know, they're, these people call in, they saw something. You should, there should be a separate rules official assigned to the telecast, just like, you know, baseball's done it now. They have somebody assigned to watch, tele, you know, basically an umpire's assigned to watch the telecast of every game and get ahead of these rules and fractions or whatever. Why didn't golf do that 20 years ago? You have all these people call in. Now, I'm not one of these people who objects to people calling in. I think the whole point is anyone who violates the rule, you know, the rule should be enforced, and no matter how you have to do it, you should get the ruling right. So I was, you know, uh, when my former colleague Michael Bamberger at Sports Illustrated uh reported a possible infraction on Michelle Wee at that tournament Sunday morning that it happened Saturday. Uh, a lot of people weren't happy, but the point was they decided that she violated the rules. And I think at the end of the day, what's fair is for every, for every violation to be uh, enforced. That's, that's what's fair to everybody. Now, is it fair that some guys are on TV more than others? Probably not. But if you're a player with integrity you should want people calling in. You should want all your shots scrutinized to prove, to validate that you didn't break any rules. So I, to me, the means, the end justifies the means. If you get the ruling right at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if Joe Schlobotnik from Duluth, Minnesota called it I know in. that guy. That's what it took to get it. Yeah, Kate went to school with that guy. Yeah, I did. I went to school with him. We, I don't think we played golf up there, though, then. That's right. Yeah, that's what it takes to get the ruling right, then that's what it takes. Now, this is going to take some of the clutter out of it, so I think that's probably good. But, you know, I, I, if you think it was bad with people calling in rules violations, imagine if they hadn't. What if, what if Lexi Thompson's mismarking the ball this year at the ANA? What if, what if that doesn't get noticed? Uh, it would get called in by somebody or reported. I think it was reported. Uh, did they say it was by another player, as I recall? I don't know. But anyways, what if she wins that by a shot? And then it comes out that she has this rules violation that she shouldn't have won. That's a black mark that will besmirch that tournament forever, just as at the Masters when Tiger Woods broke the rules of golf, took that wrong drop after he hit it in the water on 15, uh, and the Augusta Master, uh, Fred Ridley basically, change the rules of golf at that point if you sign for a wrong score in golf you're disqualified fred ridley changed the rules of golf just to enable tiger woods to not be disqualified and play on the weekend can you imagine if tiger woods had gone on to win that masters when he should have been disqualified by every way the rules of golf are written now you can 
you can argue how what the rules are. You can say, you know, that the ruling on uh, Anna Nordquist when she moved the granule, sw- saying that only a Fox cameraman noticed in slow motion. Okay, it doesn't matter whether you think the rules are bad or not. What, they're in print, and you have to enforce them. And in, in Tiger's case, I think it's much better to get these. Have, if it takes people calling in to help you to get the rules right, I think that's what matters. Now we're not going to have these viewers, so what's going to happen the first time a PGA Tour or a USGA rules official misses something on TV and uh, somebody gets away with something and you may have the situation where somebody went to tournament because uh, Tom Pagel or somebody at the USGA missed it. Uh, it's going to be just as big a controversy as if our friend Slobotnik had called it in. <laughs> I mean, that's what do you what do you guys think? Are you pro or <laughs> I, I was never in love with viewer Collins, but I think the idea is to get it right. Well, I think you keep picking on Duluth, but it's okay. I, I won't. I won't hold that against you at all. I mean, we we do play golf up there. I'm just trying to give Duluth some publicity. So You're doing a great job. The Chamber of Commerce loves you. But you know, it's kind of interesting how far back this goes to 1987. You remember the Craig Statler thing of of uh, the viewer calling in at the Andy Williams Open, and everyone remembers that. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, and you had also even worse was Paul Azinger Durrell moving the rock in the uh, in the hazard. Oh, that's right. And and do you remember the time that uh, Tiger had the crowd move the boulder? That they, they yes. because the crowd could move it, they considered it a pebble, but it was the boulder. Yeah, that's that's a little that's yeah that's going a little deep in the weeds for sure. And then we wonder why people are confused about the rules. But uh, you know, we're hoping they're moving in the right direction, Gary. And uh, all I know is I just hope they give them all iPads because uh, watching that whole Lexi Thompson thing unfold at the ANA with the with the. VP of rules of the LPJ coming out and scratching out the, the infraction in the grass was about the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was like drawing a play. Well, they, you know, we, they're fixed some of the rules. They don't, still don't have them right, but that was a terrible rule where uh, you can change your score, but you still got another – she got a four-shot penalty for a two-shot violation. And that didn't sit well with most people. And also the way it was – you know, the, the timing and everything was bad, but – like I said, if you find out, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it, again, the alternative of having someone win who should have been penalized, I think, is far worse than letting these people call. And I think the big mystery that remains is if you see something happen on TV that's a rules infraction, how do you even know who to call? How do you get someone on the phone in the PGA Tour on a Sunday? I mean, what number is there? I work in the media. I don't even have a number. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I wouldn't even know what number to call. And how do these people – Find the number to call in on a Saturday afternoon. I don't get it. I I hear you, my friend. Well, um, you know, we'll we'll see how this all shakes out because we know there's a, a bunch of other rules that um, are in play here, and uh, our listeners can go check it out at the USGA uh, website. And you should you should weigh in if you haven't already before uh, before before there's no time left. So as always, Gary Van Sickle, thank you so much. Go Steelers and happy holidays, my friend. Yeah, both both of you also. Thanks a lot. All right. This is the Golf Insiders 96.9, then game more golf talk coming up. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. just make
We're back. The Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G, along with LPGA Hall of Famer, creator of Golf 8.5 and president of Education Golf. Kay McMahon in the house. And um, Kay, we have a really fun event that's coming up this weekend in Orlando. It's the PNC Father-Son Challenge. And it's going to be held at the Ritz-Carlton Grand Lakes. And it's a great time to see major champions like Jack Nicholas, Lee Trevino, Nick Faldo, Davis Love the Third. Uh, Greg Norman is going to be playing with his son, John Daly, with John Daly Jr. And it's really just a terrific event. And I know a guy who covered it for a, a bunch of years. And we always love talking to him formerly from the Orlando Sentinel and now up in Hilton Head Island, Jeff Shane with Pro Golf Weekly and the PGA Tour.com. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. Um, we just uh, had one of your sidekicks, kicks, Gary Van Sickle, on. We were in a hot discussion about all this rule stuff. But I just want your thoughts on the PNC, this fun event that we have here as things finally close out the golf season, uh, the PGA Tour golf season here in Orlando. Yeah, I was I was actually trying to uh, line up an assignment to get down there this week and wound up falling through at the end. Uh, but uh, uh, it's always good to, to kind of get to see the pros uh, in a little different type of format. And I think playing with their sons or, in some cases, grandson or daughter or whatever, I, that brings out a different side of them. And I, I, I think it's a more relaxed atmosphere, and, I, and obviously it's a lot of fun. I'll also tell you this. John Daly Jr., Little John, is coming in off of victory. He won a five-man playoff here at Hilton Head this past weekend. Wow, how about that? That's really fantastic and so much fun to watch the two of them. And, oh, my gosh, I mean, mirror images. It's, it's, it's yes. scary at times. <laughs> It really is. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know what kind of convincing Little John needed to put on those loudmouth pants, but uh, it makes for a good chuckle, doesn't it? It sure does. And of course, uh, the Ritz Carlton, a terrific, you know, terrific venue. I, I'm just amazed at so many of these guys now having their sons that are, you know, uh, up, up and coming. Some of them younger, some of them older, competing in this. Uh, interestingly, Greg Norman hasn't competed since 2008. And, uh, you know, so, so that's going to be fun. I don't know who, who that puts the pressure on more, the father or son. <laughs> well, it put enough pressure on, on Greg, the dad, uh, to actually send him out to the practice range and make him work on his game a little bit. I, and sometimes I think that, that may be the bigger pressure is, you know, the dads always always have the talent. Now, you know, how much they may have put it to use in recent years, you know, kind of depends on where you are in your career and, and things like that. But no dad wants to uh, put his son or, or his his offspring in in a bad position. So I think there's a little bit of pressure on the dad to not make it uh, such a difficult uh, <laughs> A, a difficult competition for the less experienced one in the group. Yeah, and you can you you can still get tickets. You can go out. the The practice rounds continue uh, tomorrow. They tee it up on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It'll be aired on the Golf Channel all three days, uh, including uh, live coverage 
actually uh, Saturday and Sunday on NBC from 4 to 6 and 3 to 6 on Sunday. So, you know, it's a great family event, fun to go out. If, you know, you've got kids that play golf, you can get really up close and and personal with some of the greatest in the games and, um, you know, uh, fun to have it right here in our backyard. Uh, we've just got a couple minutes left, Jeff. I'm curious about, you know, your thoughts on the, the rules uh, decision that's come down, uh, basically nixing the fans from calling in. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a good move. I, I think it's good as, as well. Um, the The problem with me is, is not so much in, in a call coming in from out of the blue, because I do believe to a certain extent in protecting the field, but what we have seen is these long delays that I think have, have affected the way around is played. And, and the Lexi Thompson uh, example is the biggest one, uh, because that was a call on something that had happened the day before. There were shots many many dozens of shots already taken by the field before it was pointed out or, or the LPGA official opened that email. At some point, you've got to declare around done and over. And I think that that would, to me, was the biggest part. Now, I will say this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'll be interested to find out what the setup is for the video officials that at the tours that are now going to take over monitoring the broadcast. But that is kind of sometimes a very long slog because uh, when you combine the the early round coverage from Golf Channel and then it switches over to NBC or switches over to CBS, uh, you're probably looking at six hours of continuous golf telecast. And for a major, you know, when Fox does the U.S. Open, uh, now we're looking at nine or ten hours and, and Golf Channel goes wall to wall from the Open Championship. That's a long stretch for people to be monitoring a golf broadcast. And I don't know about you, but even when I'm actively interested, there are going to be those moments where I just kind of zone out for about 10 minutes. You can't do that if you are a video rules official now. Yeah, I think they're going to have to have a little uh, little taser or something to you know keep keep <laughs> them on the hot seat. But uh, you know we'll uh, we'll see see how this pans out. I think it's a good rule. Goes in effect January one and. Um, uh, you know, always interesting, but we've had some, as we know, some some uh, strange moments in 2017 with, with the rules, and hopefully they get it cleaned up for 2018. We love spending time with Jeff Shane, our former Orlando Sentinel golf writer now. Check him out at Pro Golf Weekly and PGATour.com. Uh, hey, we can get you down here for the father-son, Jeff, so I'll, uh, I'll give you a shout later, and you have a happy holiday. We look forward to seeing you. <laughs> Sounds good. You guys have a happy holiday yourself. All right. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. More golf talk coming up. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G, along with LPGA Hall of Famer Kay McMahon. 
and creator of Golf 8.5. If you want to find out more about Kay's incredible uh, teaching method, you can go to educationgolf.com. That's educationgolf.com. And um, Kay, you know, as we said, we're we're having some fun. We're getting towards the end of the season. And then, you know, around Orlando, we always have something going on. We've got the PNC Father-Son Challenge this uh, weekend. And in January, there's another terrific event. I know uh, when I was first starting to play golf, what, you know, really, really got me um, so, you know, excited about the game was going out and watching, you know, the professional players. And especially when you can go out to a smaller event where you get to watch them, you know, up close and personal. And there's another one of those events that's coming in January, uh, the third annual Diamond Resorts Invitational, which will be held January 12th through 14th at Tranquillo Golf Club, the Four Seasons Resort here in Orlando. It's a 54-hole event. And uh, we have the Vice President of Global Sports Marketing for Diamond Resorts International, Brian Ingrande, on the phone to tell us all about it. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Holly. Appreciate it. Appreciate being on. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. You've got, a, you know, a, a big star list of not only PGA Tour players, but... Uh, big-time celebrities, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher John Smoltz is going to be in the field. This is a fun event. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting. We uh, I think we are we're we're certainly blessed. We uh, we kind of have a little uh, tradition now. We have a couple of fellows just coming off a World Championship with the Houston Astros, and that would be uh, Jason Verlander and Brian McCann, of course. Uh, Justin Verlander is a uh, part-time resident of Isleworth, and uh, and he, of course, is going to join us here in January. And last year it was kind of lucky and and ironic. We had uh, several members of the historic uh, Chicago Cubs, so it it seems to be a tradition. Now, you want to uh, win the World Series, you 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 better come down and play our event in January. That's fantastic, and. Uh, the big winners here is Florida Hospital for Children. Um, Diamond Resorts International has raised over $2.3 million since 2014. You know, fantastic work that you guys are doing. Yeah, the, we're, we're, we're certainly fortunate to have a, a partner in the Florida Hospital for Children. It just, it just warms your heart. Uh, we, do a, uh, we do a celebrity visit. This year it will be on the Tuesday priority event where we literally take uh, between 20 and 30 of the guys and, and gals, and we go down to the hospital. We play a little putt-putt golf. The guys literally uh, go from room to room visiting the children. The work they do down there, our partner, the CEO, Priya, excuse me, Marla Silman, is a great friend and great partner, and uh, Priya Weiss, the board chair, they've really embraced the tournament. The community has embraced it as well. And you're right, it couldn't be for a better cause. The, the children are just amazing. Yeah, and it's a big deal. It's a 54-hole event. It's televised nationally by the Golf Channel. You're going to have a field with uh, 28 PGA Tour champions, five LPGA players competing, a celebrity field of 48 sports and entertainment stars, uh, all playing for some big money, $750,000 of prize money. 
Yeah, the uh, it's actually it's it's actually a little more than that. The uh, the LPGA stars, which the the the, the group of ladies that we've assembled uh i mean we couldn't ask for any more you have you have brooke henderson the canadian phenom and we have Brittany lang and Brittany lincecombe along with lexi thompson and this year we've uh, added paula kramer so those five ladies will com- compete for seven hundred and fifty thousand, same tees as the 27 uh champions tour professionals in a separate purse we will have the celebrities that compete for $500,000 uh, of their own. And uh, we have Mark Mulder, who seems to be dominating the celebrity circuit. I believe he's two or three wins a ro- in a row at the American Century Celebrity Championship that's played up in Tahoe, and he is our defending champ. Uh, we had our national media event yesterday, and it was ironic. The big topic was how does somebody beat Mark Mulder? He's uh He's a fine player and a, and a great individual and uh, a great person to have around the event. So, uh, yeah, we, we seem to have a little bit of everything going for us there. Absolutely. And uh, sorry I was out of town and, and had to miss that event. But uh, it really is. I know people that have gone out to the event, including myself, it's, it's a lot of fun. You've got, you know, it's really exciting because there are. There are these tournaments within the tournaments that are going on. And, uh, you know, always a great uh, fun. These, these programs are, you know, really fun. You get to mingle a lot. Any other special events going on around the actual tournament? You betcha. You know, one of our core, our core themes with our company, Diamond Resorts, is we try and mix the world of, of both sports and entertainment. And we've really, we've really kind of, as our CEO, Mike Flasky, likes to say, we've kind of caught lightning in a bottle. And we... Uh, we have some of the top names in, in, in country music. We have, we have superstar Lee Bryce doing a headline concert on Thursday evening, and we have Cole Swindell uh, performing and headlining our Saturday night event. And uh, I like to tell our guests and my team that uh, it's certainly a marathon. We start the week off early on a Tuesday. We have functions at, at night on Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then, by the way, you have to go out and play some serious golf on uh, Friday through Sunday, and and that's after a, a Thursday pro am. So that sounds like a marathon to me. Sounds as tough well, as going I through Q you, school. I tell you one thing: it, it 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 ages you. I tell everybody, pace yourself. They don't listen, but uh, the the second year they come back, they're all, "I'm going to listen this time around." Awesome. Well, that sounds really terrific. And if you know our listeners are interested in checking out more details on the Diamond Resorts International Pro-Am, how do they find out about where to get tickets? I would, lo- I would the simplest and easiest way is, is to log on to drigolf.com and uh, easy information on the week's events and how to get tickets. And uh, we, are, we are anticipating uh, large crowds this year. If, of course, the weather cooperates, and uh, we're excited. We'd love to see everybody out there. All right. Brian Ingrande from Diamond Resorts International, thank you so much. It's a unique calendar year opener here in Orlando, January 12th through 14th. Find out more details at drigolf.com. Thanks so much, Brian. And, Kay, thank you, thank you so much, thank you, Brian. Ollie. Appreciate it. Kay, we've just got a few minutes left. I think we should give away 
a couple of lessons. I think it's Christmas time. It's, it's the Christmas holidays. time. Jingle, it's, jingle. It's ho, a, ho, ho. It's the holly season. It's a holiday season. So uh, let's uh, let's give away the next. How do we feel about this? Two. Two callers. Mm-hmm. Next two callers. 407-916-8255-407-916-8255-407-916-8255-a free 1 hour lesson with LPGA Hall of Famer K McMahon Golf 8.5 whether you're a single digit or a experienced golfer she can turn your game around 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255, a free one-hour lesson with Hall of Famer, inventor of Golf 8.5, Kay McMahon. And Kay, it's been so great to have you on board next week is going to be our Christmas giveaway. You don't want to miss that show. All kinds of great stuff. My Some of my very special products of the year. And who knows, maybe another couple lessons with K. McMahon. We're going to be giving away the Holly G. This, the G stands for giveaway. So this is going to be the holiday season. I can't wait for next week. So that we make sure everybody tunes in for the giveaways. All right. 407-916-8255. Free one hour lesson with K McMahon. You know what? I'm going to throw one more caller in. Caller number three, 407 916 8255. We love all our listeners. We love giving away swag. 407 916 8255. We got to go. Tee it up. Play some golf. We love you. Bye bye.